Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Kieran, get your tissues ready because the father lion actually dies. The what? The father lion? The father lion. Oh, lion. The father of the lion, yeah. Oh, okay. He's betrayed by his brother. You mean the king of the lions? Yes, who Jeez. was the king of the lions. But if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. Mm, for a movie that will remain nameless. Unless remain completely nameless. You have some semblance of intelligence and you've already worked it out. Unless you're a clever cookie. Since you're in a talkative mood, Maddie D, mm. would you be so kind as to explain the premise of this podcast to any potential first-time listeners out there? I absolutely would. So here at Potential Spoilers, we look at the trailer, look at any promotional material for an upcoming movie that's about to hit cinemas. And and we try to guess as much as the plot as humanly possible before the movie comes out. When you say about to hit cinemas, we typically mean around two months from yep. the episode being released. Yep. So as soon as the movie comes out, there's whispers about it. There's enough promotional material about the movie. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. We each come up with our own plots or sometimes we team up. Not the case this week where we've gone away for a week and decided what we think is going to happen exactly in this upcoming movie, which we will talk about in a second. But first of all, just a quick correction that I wanted to make. Last week, I said that Jojo Rabbit was out in cinemas. But it's actually it's only, not. It's actually only out in cinemas internationally. So oh, okay. if you're not in Australia, you can go and see the movie at your own leisure from <laughs> last week onwards. So- but for some reason, they've decided to release Jojo Rabbit in Australia on Boxing Day. So all the way on December 26th, that's when Australians get to really? feast their eyes on the comedy masterpiece, which is Jojo Rabbit. That's so unusual. Okay. I guess it's going to be a Boxing Day yeah. movie. It's, that's a weird one. It's exactly what you want for Christmas time. Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But like in this day and age... Mm, I, not that I'm encouraging anybody Wouldn't everyone have gotten access to the movie Who'd really want to see it? Yeah, I suppose so I mean, that's If you quite really a felt like you were missing out Then there'd be ways that you could go about seeing the movie mm. That may not be legal Alright, so everybody else If you go and watch Jojo Rabbit And uh, and you listen to our podcast Let us know how you thought we did Because apparently we are not able to see the movie mm. So we won't know until Boxing Day Yes, that's right Now another movie that's coming out around the same time In fact, I I think it's even coming out on the same day, Mm. is the movie that we're talking about this week, Spies in Disguise. Now, we've been looking forward to this one for a very long time. Matty D's been looking forward to this one for a very long time. I have been looking forward to this forever. Since I knew the premise of this movie, it just sparked an an imagination in me. I I really was looking forward to this episode. Now, if you haven't seen any of the trailers for this movie, I highly encourage you to watch at least one of them before you continue listening to this Mm. podcast, because if you're not aware, the premise of Spies in Disguise is... Sell it, sell it. It's I love the premise. It's a CGI animated movie starring the world's greatest super spy. And Will here's Smith. the uh, yes, here's the high concept plot point. He gets turned into a pigeon. Classic, absolutely amazing. Now, when this movie first came out, me and Kieran thought it. Well, wasn't. when the trailer first came well, out. Y- well, I mean, I remember yet. when we heard about it. Just in general, I didn't think it was an animated movie. I you thought, thought it was going to be live like action. action pigeon, which would have been better. Yeah. I would have enjoyed it a lot more, but I got to take what I get. You know, a spy turning into a pigeon. That sounds great. You to thought me. it would be along the lines of that Kevin Spacey cat movie. Mm. I've no idea what movie you're talking about. Weirdly enough, it was one of the last major motion pictures he was starring. He was a in. cat. Yeah, he turned. 
turned into a cat. It was like a hundred deeds for Eddie McDowd or something along those lines. <laughs> right, where, okay. But it, it was Kevin Spacey. But he was a hundred turning into hundred deeds for Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, he turned into a little pussy instead of a dog. Right, okay. And then he turned into a criminal. But <laughs> let's not go into that. Mm-hmm. So Spies in Disguise. It's yep. actually based on a 2009 animated short, another CGI animated short film there by uh, Martel Animation, right. called Pigeon Impossible. <laughs> Why didn't they call it that? That's a way better name. The name was already taken. Okay. So me. I'm guessing from your reaction, Maddie D, that you haven't seen no. Pigeon Impossible. No, no, no. I have looked at promotional material, but I like to keep my palette fresh when I go into these predictions. So I have not. Well, uh, I've not watched anything that it's based on because it might, you know, it might dampen my prediction. I also, can guarantee. I'll you, be honest. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know it existed. Right. I can guarantee you that you're not going to get any plot spoilers from this animated short. Oh, really? Because let me just break it down for you and anybody else who potentially hasn't seen it. It stars the character Walter Beckett, who is a secret agent or working for the Secret Service. We can only presume this because he's got the presidential seal on his laptop computer. But basically what happens is he gets a new piece of high-tech gadgetry in the form of a suitcase, and that gets hijacked by a random pigeon who just wants to eat his donut. So the suitcase has like rockets that come out of the side and controls on the inside for some reason. So the pigeon is able to pilot it, and then it has rockets that come out of it, as in like missiles that come out of it, and laser guns that it uses to terrorise in, in a San Francisco town. Actually, no, it's a Washington, D.C. town. Okay, so so the pigeon is conscious of what it's doing. Not really. Oh, it's so really. like an accident. It's, it's yeah, like... it's pecking at the buttons. It's twiddling with the controls with its feet. Oh, okay, I get it. So the pigeon, you know, in doing this, wrote this movie the same way. Yeah, I guess so. If you gave the pigeon a computer, that's probably how they <laughs> came up with happened. the script for this okay. one. <laughs> the pigeon definitely wrote my prediction. Mm, I can guarantee you some simple animal wrote my script, <laughs> right. my plot right. prediction anyway. We're saying this. We haven't seen the movie, so it might surprise us. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, we'll see. I'm personally excited for it. You're excited for the movie? Yeah. How confident are you about your plot prediction? I am so confident in my plot prediction. I've never been as confident as I am with a movie than I am right now. Last week, we attempted to predict what was going to happen in the upcoming Star Wars movie. Mm. And I think Matty D and I both spent a week tearing Mm. our hair out, stressing about the lack of information and the fact that you're never going to predict what's going to happen in a Star Wars movie. I think think you stressed out more than me. I just kind of got to the... I came to the conclusion really early on that I wasn't going to be right. So I just kind of went, meh, whatever. And I just let go of that pressure. But for this movie... I really... Uh, just by comparison, yeah. all the information that were given in the trailers and just the general vibe of the movie, yeah. I personally felt, and it's obvious from your confidence as well, just by comparison, that this is a much easier movie to predict the plot of. Yeah, if ever there was a movie that I would get 100%, I think it's going to be this one. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm calling it that much. I thought Hobbs and Shaw was that for us in the past. Mm. I'm not 100% confident in my own plot, but I can guarantee you I'm going to be pretty close as well. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing where we actually differ in our plots. Will we have two identical plots? We'll find out. Maybe. I guess we'll see. It's also worth saying that um, unlike other movies that we've done, other predictions we've done for movies, this movie has quite a number of trailers out. Yeah, it has Um, three. It has three, yeah. And it does give a lot of the plot and a lot of, I guess, funny little moments of the movie. Yeah. Gags, details, We're given a lot of information here, unlike we have in previous episodes. So it's a nice little treat. Yes. You know, to have something to go off. And it really is a treat, especially for people like us who <laughs> yeah, just right. are desperate for details. Anyway, another thing I wanted to say about the movie, it was originally supposed to be released earlier this year, so in early 2019. They wanted to get it right. Uh, yeah, they just had to perfect it. Mm-hmm. But it was originally going to be released by 20th Century Fox, which, as you know, was purchased by 
by Disney. Mm -hmm. And so that makes it now officially our 10th podcast covering a Disney release this year. Yeah. Well, they're going to own this podcast by... by Yeah, this is going to be a Disney podcast by the end (laughs) of next year, maybe. They're going to own everything. I'm pretty sure they own us as people. Well, they will soon anyway. Mm -hmm. By the way, this is the last movie of 2019 that we're covering. Oh my God, how sad. Yeah, so in a weird way... 2019 movie. This is the end of the year for us. Yeah, basically. So New Year's Eve coming up for us right around the corner. (laughs) So let's talk about who's in this movie. Mm, There's actually a whole bunch of people in this movie, surprisingly enough, that we've talked about before. Yeah, yeah. I guess these are just the big names in Hollywood at the moment. or The busy guys. Yeah, the people who are just working all the time. So you've mentioned him already. Playing the world's greatest super spy himself, Lance Sterling, is none other than Will Smith. He's back. Returning from Gemini Man. And instead of being the best assassin, he's the best spy. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. as a change of pace for him just there. Just as a slight change there. Must be in his contract just to be the best yes, insert I job I definitely here. think that's the case. I don't know about you, but just from the trailer alone, I know it's an animation, but it really feels like Will Smith is having way more fun in this movie than he was in Gemini Man. Because <laughs> he seemed miserable in Gemini Man, if you ask well, me. You and watched, there was two of them to be miserable. <laughs> you watched Gemini Man. Yes, right? I, I did. I have not seen Gemini Man yet. Well, you saw the trailers at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he look like he was having fun in that movie oh, from the trailers? Like, there was a lot of emotional scenes that they were showing for that yeah. trailer, so that's just what I assumed. I guess tonally this movie's different, so they did a good job making Will Smith capturing his look. Essence. I, I like yeah. that, yeah. Lance does look remarkably Mm. like Will Smith. Can't say that for all the other characters, but still. Now, another person we've talked about before, playing 15-year-old MIT super genius Walter Beckett, is Tom Holland, who most people know as Spider-Man. Yeah. So even though Tom Holland is in his 20s, this is another (laughs) circumstance outside of Spider-Man where he's playing a 15-year-old. you got to ride those roles when you can. I wonder how old he'll be when he finally graduates to playing (laughs) an early 20-year-old. 40? Yeah. 35? So he has the same name as the character in the short film. Yeah, that's right. Look at that little piece of trivia. They're not really related beyond the name itself. It's like a little nod and a wink. Yeah. So that's right. one of the only similarities. Aside from having a pigeon, That's I think that's a major similarity between the two. Walter Beckett is the only other tie between the two mm. films. So the next person I wanted to talk about playing cyborg techno-terrorist Tristan McFord is Ben Mendelsohn. Mm, someone yes, who back. we've also discussed before. He's back. All the way back in episode one, the first movie of 2019, we talked about Captain Marvel, mm. he's back. He's back. And I think we cast him in one of our makeup plots, one of our special episodes. I swear one of us cast him. Maybe. I can't remember. But yeah, he's back. He's back Probably to being a me. bad guy. Yes. Which is exciting. He's like Hollywood's bad guy at the moment. Well, he wasn't knew- in the movie that we did. Yeah, that's on. right. Not to spoil spoiler alert anything, for Captain yeah, Marvel. Like, that was a little bit of a swerve ball there. But yeah, he's back to doing what he does, being a baddie with a stupid name. Can I just say that? Jeez. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's good at playing bad guys with stupid names yeah. since he was Talos in uh, Captain Captain Marvel, and he also appeared as the same character, spoiler alert, in Spider-Man. He did. Where he played Nick Fury for most of the movie. (laughs) Well, Well, Samuel Jackson played it, it, but yeah, still, you get what I mean if you've seen the movie. But he was also the villain in Rogue One, and he was also a villain in The Dark Knight Rises, if you remember that. That's right, how can you forget? So next up, playing Marcy Capel is Rashida Jones. Yes. Now, I'm not really familiar with Rashida Jones in too much. There's another actress I always confuse her with. Now, where do you know personally now, wasn't she Rashida in... Jones from? She was in Parks and Rec, wasn't she? I don't know. I don't watch that show. Let me have a look. Now, I know she directed the first episode of the documentary series Hot Girls Wanted, and she was the producer of that show. Mm-hmm. It's a show about budding porn starlets. Documentary series, yeah. She was doing an expose on how they're treated and how they feel about themselves and just the industry in general. It's a really interesting show. It's on Netflix, I believe. But that's mainly where I know her from. Yeah, yeah. She's in Parks and Rec. 
Okay. She does a few other comedy movies. And She's good. She was also one of the writers of Toy Story 4. Was she really? Yeah, believe it or not. Now, yet another person that we've talked about before on this show, only a couple of episodes ago, playing part of the duo Eyes and Ears, Eyes herself, is Karen Gillan. Yeah. Who we recently talked about in Jumanji, The Next Level. And? We talked about her in the Marvel movies. She yeah. plays Nebula. And she's also Amy Pond in Doctor Who, we discovered last time. Yeah, she's she's everywhere. This is like a little... Uh, reunion. A little reunion here. Yeah. Like I said, it's all the heavyweights, all the hard workers in Hollywood. Yeah. Now, this is their Christmas party. This they is all a come voice, together for this one, <laughs> this this one movie. This is a voice-only role for her. I wonder if she'll do an American voice? Will she do her Nebula voice or will she do the Amy Pond voice? I would assume she just does her normal voice. <laughs> what, her British voice? Y- yeah. We'll see. I mean, it's a spy movie. It. You reckon she'll it. do American? Yeah. Or she might do a cartoony voice. She might be like a nerdy character voice. Mm. Well, it does seem like that's the character yeah. type. I reckon she'll do a nasally voice, if anything. What's the name of the character she's playing? Eyes. Eyes, right. Yep. Now, playing the other half of the duo ears is DJ Khaled. Mm. Now, this is actually his third acting credit. Sorry, this is actually his second second acting credit because DJ Khaled is mainly known for his music career. I couldn't personally name any DJ Khaled songs. Can you, no, Matty D? No, me neither. I'm not hip enough. But he did play himself in Pitch Perfect 3. He's coming up in Spies in Disguise, of course. And we're going to be talking about him again in a couple of weeks' time, along with Will Smith in Bad Boys for Life, the third oh, Bad Boys he's movie. He's going to be in the Bad Boys movie. Yep, that's right. Exciting. Now, the rest of the cast I just wanted to mention. So, playing Lance's boss, Lou, is Reba McIntyre, who I believe is a country singer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You're shrugging. Yeah. I've heard her voice before. Yes. You've got a very distinct of Southern Drawl, playing Gidget Garcia is Rachel Brosnahan, and playing Kimura, the big Japanese heavy, is Masioka. What a cast. Yes, indeed. What a cast. Now, I'm just going to throw that blanket statement that I previously said Mm -hmm. in our Adams Family episode. I don't quite understand why they get these big name actors known for their visual performances to do voice acting performances. I think it takes away roles from genuine voice actors. Yeah, because we know a few voice actors. Yes, we do. (laughs) So I don't entirely agree with this sort of stunt casting, but if it's going to put bums on seats, if it's what they have to do to get the movie funded, then who am I to argue? And maybe there'll be voice actors in other roles as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. The security guard will need an average Joe to do a voice. (laughs) Won't be just an average Joe, it'll be just some like real experienced voice actor. like Maurice Lamar. That or does like, like a that. huge character. Well, you know, it's these kind of movies. The names are a lot of what sell them. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't really help Adam's family out, but that's a conversation for another day. Anyway, let's get straight into what we think is going to happen let's. in Spies in Disguise. I let's. believe you're going first this week, Matty I guess D. I am. I completely forgot I was going first. All right. So, as I said before, I'm quite confident going into this prediction. I, I feel very good. Who was the people that... It was still 20th Century Fox, correct? It was originally going to be released by them, but no, it's being released by Disney now. All right. So, that changes my prediction slightly. And only because... Well, it won't change the movie. It's no, just it the change, distributor who's It won't different. change the movie, but I'm just going to say it's going to open up with the Disney logo. Um, I was originally going to say the 20th Century Fox logo, and then it was... Well, Disney still owns 20th Century oh, okay. Fox, well, then, so... then it'll be the 20th Century Fox logo. Okay. So, that's going to be the opening... Exactly. Really important. Spies in disguise. Yes, it is because they're going to do an old cliche where they're going to change the logo to be a cool spy logo and then sift and fade ever so naturally into the movie. And this is how we're going to start. We're going to see our hero, Lance Sterling. Um, He's going to arrive in a cool, calm and collected manner and he's going to slip into a wetsuit. And what he's going to do is he's going to seemingly dive. Is he going to tie a duck to his head? No. Okay. (laughs) Why? Is that in the trailer? There's a James Bond reference. Oh, okay. 
in a way, it's kind of harping on those old sort of 007 movies. So we're not going to know where he is exactly. He's going to walk in. He's going to be really cool and flashy. He's going to slip up in a wetsuit. And so he's going to be completely nude, awkwardly no, wriggle into he, a wetsuit. He's got his suit on underneath. Okay. So I should have said that. He has his suit on, of course, because he's a spy. He's going to put his wetsuit on over the top of that. He's going to dive into sort of like this body of water. And as he's going through, we're starting to realize that he's actually in a large fish tank. Mm. Swimming along along the little fish that are around. He goes past one of those <laughs> treasure chests that bubbles come out of. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's going to put a little explosion on the glass. The explosion's going to go off. The glass is going to shatter and the water's going to come out. And before then, we might see all the bad guys walking around in all fancy suits. They're all sort of, you know, drinking cocktails and having hors d'oeuvres. And so this glass shattering disturbs all of this as a wave of water comes down and wipes everybody out. Out comes Lance Sterling. He's super cool. He picks up a tray of crabs. He knocks out the baddies, these goons that come and get him. There's a big ominous bad guy that's got all these sort of teleprompters in the background. This is all stuff I'm, I've seen in the trailer. Yeah. A big no-name thug comes along and we're like, oh no, Lance is going to get his comeuppance. But he doesn't even sweat. He just does a judo chop, like an Austin Powers judo <laughs> chop, knocks the guy in the jugular or whatever he says and knocks this big guy out like it was nothing. So you're saying this is a big no-name thug? A big no-name thug, that's okay. right. Okay, okay. Yeah, you think it's the guy, right? Whatever his name wow, is. Wow, that was specific. The, the guy, yeah, the sure. The big Japanese heavy Krodos or whatever his name is. Kimura. Kimura. Yeah, I absolutely think it's Kimura. I don't think it's Kimura. Since he calls him Kimura. Does he? Yep. <laughs> Then it's Kamora. No, no, in many D's plot, it's a no-name heavy. Keep going. Okay, no-name heavy. So then he hits him on the neck, knocks him out, and steals a computer chip. And on his way out, he's telling everyone, you know, it's not all bad because you got to meet the famous Lance Sterling. Mm. And this is going to be a theme in this scene because everyone's going to know who he is. And that's very, very important. Yes. And also that he is... Kieran, and this is something that'll be reiterated, the greatest spy in the world. Yes. I think the first 20 minutes of the film will have to be people mm. just reinforcing mm. the idea that he's the greatest spy of all time by just telling him directly. Mm. So out goes Lance Sterling. He he has a glider attached to his suit and he flies off into the distance, da, 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 much like in the trailer. So Sterling arrives at his agency. I don't know if it's MI5. It's just your generic agency. Based in the UK. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, it's in, in America, I guess so. Whatever their CIA, agency is. Could be FBI. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it'll, I bet it'll have a name that is, uh, that's not really taken. Yep. Be called uh, Pigeon Association. No, yeah, it won't, sure. Won't be that on the nose. The Avian Club. <laughs> but, but in comes Lance Sterling. Everyone's applauding him. He's lapping it up, you know, enjoying the praise. But then he does a little bit of banter. And he goes to see his boss, Lou. Now, this is where the tone of the movie will change because Lou will not share this appraisal. She's mm, just really no nonsense. She's like, right, well done. Well, we're on our next mission. You've got to get this guy called Tristan. Um, what's his name? McFord. Big bad guy. And he has all these nanobots. And Lance is like, yeah, sure, whatever. So can, has he ever met Tristan McFord before? No, not in my plot. He has not. Okay. This is where we get a summarization that he is this technology terrorist. Techno-terrorist. Techno-terrorist. She says to him that although he is the greatest spy in the world, his methods are too old school to take on somebody of this nature. So he needs to be paired up with somebody who can help him on the technology side because the problem with Tristan is that no one can get close to him. And she has the perfect person for him because he's got all these nanobots around him. You mean like drones? Yes. Nanobots are microscopic, so. All right. Well, he's got these drones around him then. Okay. These (laughs) nano-drones. Okay. Fine. You can have nanobots. 
they're, um, they're drones with nanobots inside exactly, them. They're piloting exactly, them. Exactly, exactly. So he's got these drones and they're all sort of got cameras around him. And also he himself sort of seemingly is has a eyes. Everywhere. He is a camera. Yeah. Uh, he has eyes all around him. So like no one can get close to him. That's the whole thing. So she pairs him up with our secondary hero, Mr. Walter Beckett. Mm. And this gets all explained. They explain that he's a 15-year-old that was really bright, but on MIT genius. Years. He was an MIT, and he is advanced, and they've taken him in in their agency to be their sort of tech wizard guy. And Lance has been working by himself for quite a long time, so he is not really interested in yeah. having a partner. So he reluctantly takes his box of stuff to his little cubicle where Walter is meeting him, and this is where we have the first interaction between Walter and Lance. Walter is very overly eager. I think he's a bit of a fanboy for Lance Sterling. Mm. Like, but then again, who isn't? Yeah, but then again, who isn't? Because after all, he is yeah. the greatest spy in the world. He's really, really overly excited. He's all over Lance, and Lance just really doesn't want to be. Doesn't really want to be uh, near him at all. He's he finds him kind of annoying and kind of shrugs him off. And Walter just wants to show all these inventions to to Lance, all these great things he's been working on. For example, he's got this teddy bear that has this uh, bubble that expands and protects hmm. protects the teddy it's bear. A personal hug device. Yeah, yeah. which I may guess. or may not come into the later half of the movie because why else would they mm, set that up interesting mm. so everything here happens exactly how it does in the trailer Lance leaves Walter tries to catch up with him in the elevator he tells him about a new technology he's going to create or he's in the process of creating that will make him invisible well sorry well, that will make him disappear look at me I'm using jokes from the trailer Lance is still very very unimpressed For and he gives Walter the slip so Walter thinks he's talking to him but he just like ducks out sort of Batman's away from Batman's him. away from him Rather than going home or working with Walter, Lance decides that he is going to try to take on the bad guy himself. So instead of giving this little microchip that he got in the first scene to Lou, he's actually taken it with him. He did the slip and he like stole it. Like sleight of hand. Yeah, like yeah, a magician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes into his car, which his car can talk to him, and he slips it in and he goes, find coordinates for, you know, this person because the bad guy that he caught earlier was in communication with Tristan. So the chip's like a fancy GPS chip, is it? Well, you know, it just gives them indications of where he might be, where the his coordinate is. Yeah, okay. just based on that. So Lance drives off. He goes in that direction. The car says, uh, are you sure you want to abort the mission? He doesn't abort the mission, but he's going against- I'm afraid what I his, can't let you do that, what Lance. His, uh, yeah, what his instructions were. So he's going and doing a naughty thing by going off by himself. So he drives <laughs> naughty in. Naughty thing. He finds this old abandoned warehouse. Out he hops. And he, before he does that, he runs into a CIA agent by the name of Marcy. And this is going to be the first time we meet her. And it's not going to be a great introduction in the sense that she's not going to be his friend. She's going to point a gun at Lance Sterling because she's been on the hunt for him for some reason. You know, they're on opposite sides, opposite agencies or whatever. Okay. So, so you know, there's a she's little bit She's just a rival. She's a rival. Yeah, exactly. And, and not a fanboy slash girl. Not a fanboy, no. And there is a little bit of a romantic banter like we usually get, you know, when two spies are on either side. One's trying to pursue, usually the woman's trying to pursue the man and the man's being all charming and witty because after all, he is the best spy in the world. But Lance manages to evade her and he manages to get through this facility and come face to face and he's going to try to sneak up to the big bad Tristan. But boom, because Tristan has eyes everywhere, his drones manage to capture him. 
Tristan then acknowledges that he knew he was coming from a while a mile away, not only because he knows who comes in and who comes out, but also because he's Lance Sterling. Everybody knows who he is. He's like James Bond. Exactly. Everyone exactly. knows James Bond. It's also, a running gag in the movies. Also, a running gag in this movie will be everyone will pronounce his name wrong. So even though everyone knows who he is, everyone's going to pronounce his last name differently. How can you pronounce Sterling differently? Well, they in the trailer, they pronounce it Starling and Stealing. So well, that, there was a Japanese man who says like Stirring. Yeah, so, so it's, it's going to be different. But he's Japanese though. Yeah, but there's there was other characters. All right, I'll go with you. There's I'll other characters as well that are every single person pronounces his name differently. Okay. So I'm just calling it as a running gag in okay. this movie for no other reason than it needs running gags. Do you think they'll be that clever? <laughs> Sorry, this is your anticipated so, movie of the so, year. So, long story short, Sterling gets caught, but he manages to get away by the skin of his teeth. He, you know, jumps in this car that's driving by itself, and he manages to get away. Now, he's now realized that he can't get close to this bad guy, but he remembers that Walter has this antidote that can make him invisible. So, mm. he goes over to Walter's house. Antidote? What would you call it? Chemical formula. Mm-hmm. Device. MacGuffin. Um, so, he drives into Walter's house. Walter's just stoked to see him. He's like, oh my God, the greatest spy in the world came to my house. Oh my God, Lance, Lance Sterling's at my house. But all he wants is to get this antidote. He wants to see what it does. And we see exactly how it appears in the trailer. He accidentally drinks Walter's formula. Walter's formula, that's right. And turns him into. He thinks it's some kind of drink. A pigeon. That's right. He thinks it's like a Coke or something because Walter says, Can I get you something? It's one of those clear Cokes in a glass. Can I get you something to drink before I show you my inventions? And Sterling doesn't listen to him, grabs the glass, drinks it, and turns into a pigeon. Obviously, at the start, everyone freaks out. Walter takes Lance to his friends, and this is where we'll meet ears and eyes for the first time. Wait, they're friends of... Walter. Walter? Okay. Yeah, they're all buddies. Right. That work for the agency. Okay. And they're on the same sort of pay grade. Right. So they're nerdy guys as well. They're nerdy, nerdy guys guy as well. Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be obviously... So they work in like the tech lab. They do, yeah. So, so they're like multiple cues if mm, this was James Bond. That's right. Because Walter's more like the cue. He's the person that's going right, to come up yeah. with the inventions. Ears is obviously your audio guy that's like, you know, listening in and eyes is your surveillance person. Okay. And Walter has a bit of a soft spot for eyes. Because don't we all? Eyes <laughs> is the lady, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be a little bit of a crush infatuation there. So anyway, they don't know what to do, but Walter thinks, oh my God, this might actually be kind of good. Maybe we can use this to our advantage. After all, pigeons have all these abilities in the sense that they fly really fast, they see in slow motion, and they're unassuming. So maybe we could use this for the time being to our advantage. They go back to the agency. There's going to be a scene where Walter <laughs> tries to pretend that Lance is off incognito, you know. He's on another assignment. He's, he's on this assignment but he can't be no one can get in touch with him yeah. so there's going to be a scene played for last where they go into his office they're like where's Lance Sterling and you know he's going to pretend to be on a call and Pigeon Lance Sterling's going to talk through the phone and, oh, okay. and yeah, gonna, I could totally see them doing that and they're going to try to play it off then the next part of this movie is going to be uh, Walter trying to teach Lance how to be a pigeon even though he doesn't know what that's like but maybe they're going to try some stuff out and you it's gotta gonna, flap your wings it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up in hilarity you got to crap on statues <laughs> whatever and of pigeons course, do I think there's another pigeon here and this pigeon's going to be having an annoying crush on on Lance Sterling and Lance Sterling like the other owl in the Sword in the Stone exactly cartoon. exactly like that just remember when Arthur turns into an owl yeah, in that movie yeah, I, I like find that. I'm picturing exactly the same kind of thing so at some point they're going to find out where the big bad guy Tristan is held up is in this area in this it's going to be in Japan somewhere okay. sort of feudal feudal Japan no not feudal but like this sort of like old school kind yeah. of house we saw it in the trailer yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah, stop, yeah. stop being a jerk yeah. and trying to throw no, I'm pretending up. like this is all new to me <laughs> 
Like, I don't know what you're talking about. So they find out where he is. He's in this area here. And they go in as Lance as a pigeon. They break into his area. Who's this? Walter and Lance? Walter and Lance. Pigeon ears, Pigeon Lance, that is. Ears and eyes. Ears and eyes are involved as well. Yep, yep. Okay. They got the backup and yeah, Walter's also there. So they break in. This is where we have the fight scene with, uh, what's his name? Tristan McFord? No, no, the other guy. Kimura? Kimura, yeah. They have the fight scene with Kimura. He tries to use all these old Lance moves, but it doesn't go down well because he is a pigeon. You know, he starts using his pigeon like skills to the test. Maybe he flies around this guy and he gets confused and he falls to the ground. It's interesting that you should say that because yeah. uh, I've got a point very similar to that in my notes. I'll point maybe, it out when I get to it. Maybe he flies around him and as this bad guy's chasing him, he runs into, you know, a wall and knocks himself yeah. out. Yeah, mm, interesting. Anyway, they manage to finally find his secret hideout, Tristan's hideout. They don't find Tristan, which is important, but they've located all his sort of What's you know, Tristan's plans. big plot? He just or wants to take to over the world. Why well, okay. I'm getting to that. He yeah. wants to take over the world, yeah. So he wants to just use his drones to bully, on people. bully the world into giving him a lot of money. Okay. It's going to be that well thought out. This is going to be so annoying with all these drones flying around. No one can sleep because they're just out the window all night. Yeah. Well, I think this is where we find that he has like a device that's been like a bomb that's been holding the world ransom. This is where they have the bomb and they can shut it off and they right. kind of defeat him, okay. but they haven't found him yet. So during the process, Eyes calls up Walter and says, hey, great news. This might actually happen early on, actually. Hey, great news. We found an antidote to the pigeon formula. But Walter will not tell Lance about this because he finally has a friend that needs pigeon him. Pigeon friend. Yeah, because because Lance didn't give him the time of day when he was a person. Yeah. So now he has him as a friend. So Walter will be reluctant. And Walter can beat him up in pigeon form. <laughs> well, he's not like that. But Walter is reluctant to, you know, to share this information. He's enjoying having a buddy. Yeah. So obviously at the end of this scuffle, Lance will figure it out. Because maybe ears or eyes. No, eyes will definitely do it. No, ears will definitely do it, actually. Ears will be, yeah, you know, because we have that antidote. And Lance will be like, what? You had an antidote this entire time? By the way, he's in a pigeon suit as well. I forgot to mention that. I don't know how they're going to do that. I think they're just going to airbrush it. They, yeah, he's in a pigeon suit. So I think Walter's- You mean like the pigeon's wearing a suit? Or? The pigeon is wearing a suit in the trailer. So I think- He's not wearing a suit. He, he just has a, absolutely- He has a bow tie shaped mark on his chest. That's yeah, the only thing that makes it look not, like a suit. That's not in his original pigeon form. Yeah, it's it like is. dark underneath is it yeah well in my plot okay he's wearing a suit walter no he's not wearing <laughs> okay. a suit walter a pigeon suit walter like colors his bottom body to like look like a suit okay because lance wants to if he's going to be a pigeon he's going to be a classy a pigeon. stylized pigeon so it's going to be lance's input and walter will do that for him so he's, he's like going to pick up got, those pigeon you, ladies you got, well he is he's doing fine already okay so look you've got a pigeon suit so anyway where was i before i went on that tangent oh yeah so lance will figure out that walter by the way he's also a lady pigeon because he lays an egg. Yeah, that really confused me. I didn't touch on that. And also, I have a question. An egg can be just an egg, but an egg can... Like, can he give birth? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it doesn't have to be fertilized. I, I know, I know. Like, this egg is I not guess fertilized. I guess he has the potential to be fertilized lay, by a male pigeon. Yeah, if he... If he juice. <laughs> Sequel time. Yeah. The um, graphic sex scene at the end of the movie producing multiple <laughs> human pigeon like, hybrid spawn. Imagine if they eat his like own egg. Imagine if he, when he turns back into human for me, if he does, I don't want to spoil anything, okay. but he, he eats his own egg. That's anyway, gross. That being done. So Lance is obviously angry at Walter. He says, I'm done with you. Get out. They have the obligatory third act. 
yep. breakup. Yeah, they have the obligatory third act breakup. I forgot to mention during this time as well that Lance will help Walter overcome his self his nerves and talk to his self doubt. Yeah, his self doubt and talk to Eyes and you know ask her out on a date or something. So mm. this is a relationship that's been built up over this movie, but it's been broken down right now. And as Walter is really really sad, he gets kidnapped by Tristan Mick Ford. Ford. Mm. Dun dun dun. And then of course Lance figures out because Tristan gets in contact with Lance and says, I've got your buddy. Come get him if you want him to live and also bring my bomb as well. (laughs) Please give it back. So he's still a pigeon, remember? He doesn't have the antidote. So the gang goes in. They confront this bad guy. I'm going to say he's in like a dilapidated building or something. I've got no reason to say that. It just sounds like a cool idea. What happened to Japan? What happened to his big feudal castle or whatever it was in Japan? Obviously, they've... They've relocated. Yeah, because... The bad guys, that is. Well, yeah, because, like, they've captured that outlet, you know? Oh, the good guys captured that, the Japanese location. He couldn't just stay there. Okay, fair enough. Sorry. So, they've they've moved somewhere else. Sorry, I doubted you. So, he has... Yeah, I've thought this through very thoroughly. So, of course, he's going to go to... Maybe underneath a water fountain or something. So, he's located somewhere else. Lance Underneath a fountain? (laughs) A waterfall. All right. Okay. Yep. That's standard. (laughs) So, So, Lance Sterling confronts... Tristan and Tristan realizes that you know he knows how the antidote works now. Not the antidote. I'm going to keep calling it the antidote. The formula. He knows how the formula works, and he's like, "You wasted this great thing. If I can turn into a creature, I could be unstoppable. In fact, I will." And his plan is he's going to be a mix of a lion and a hawk. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a horse. <laughs> wow, that would be funny. A lion and a hawk. That would be funny. Yep. So like he's, a griffin. Yep. He's going to be a griffin. Okay. And now and Tristan in, the Griffin in, in being. Wow. A Griffin, in being a griffin, he's going to destroy his foes. This does not go well. He drinks the formula, and instead of having griffin hair in the formula, because it was pigeon a pigeon feather that made the formula... Yeah, because griffins don't exist, he can't have a griffin Well, you know, hair. he was going to put a lion hair and, like, a, a hawk feather in. Okay, at the same That's, time. Yeah, at the same yep, time. Okay. Doesn't quite work out that way. Instead, what's in there is a duck feather. <laughs> so Tristan turns into a duck, and we are going to Yay. have a fight scene between a pigeon and a duck. That would be great. Where they're flying I'd around, and they're trying to one-up each other. Walter will have an antidote, and he will try to pass it to... Lance and we're going to get a classic Indiana Jones scene where they're both fighting over the same formula because they both want to turn human mm. and eventually they do they do turn human and just as Tristan is I about I think this to- happens in one of the Swamp Thing movies really? yeah <laughs> the go. first one actually really? yeah crazy just as Tristan is just going to make the killing blow he calls his drones mind you this is a duck no no they've turned into a human at this okay. point they've both, both managed okay. they've both yep. managed to grab the formula the formula breaks it pours on both of them they both turn into humans Tristan grabs his remote he calls his drones his drones don't come why? Walter reprogrammed them and then uh, he saw Spider-Man Far From Home exactly so he didn't want to oh fall God, for the same there trick is, twice there is quite a parallel there and then Lance now that he doesn't have to worry about Tristan's drones manages to serve up some butt kicking this is a some duck clean kicking. show so he can do that because he has his old school spy skills that he can finally defeat so Tristan Marcy during all this she comes with him alright yeah, she was g- just there the whole time <laughs> just insert her through Throughout the plot that we just heard. Okay. I think what will happen is before he goes to get Walter, he'll go talk to Marcy because she's the only friend he has left. Okay. To help him, Fair to help him out. They can have a romantic conclusion. Walter and Eyes can have a romantic conclusion. Mm. And then Lou will tell them about their next mission. And Walter will say, well, you know what? I've worked on this formula and I can now turn you into a pigeon on and off. So we can use this to our advantage now that you know how to be a pigeon. Well, you could be any animal, presumably. Any you could animal. be a dog, you could be a cat. Exactly, exactly. So this is where our characters walk into the distance 
Ones, and they go off on their next mission, and we set up for a sequel. Mm. Spies in Disguise 2, back to the coop. That's it. One flew the coop, one flew over the spies' nest, nest of spies. Anyway. That's yeah, my plot. There we go. Wow. Very in-depth plot there, Matty D. Now, at the start of the episode, I was wondering if we'd have any differences between our plot, but I've got to say... Do we have the same plot? We don't have the same plot. There's so much that I actually disagree with you on. Mm. There's so many plot points and character motivations and, in fact, just characters flat out that I just don't agree with you on. So Okay, then fine. Let's just go straight into my one. There's a lot of similarities, of course, because we're both drawing from the same source material, Mm. but there is a lot of details that are different. And let's get into it right now. So, as is my favourite style of movie over... Opening, I think the movie will open with a James Bond-esque cold opening, which establishes Lance Sterling as the world's most awesome super spy, as you drummed into us over and over again in your plot. It's going to be drummed in in the movie. Lance arrives in Japan in a spy jet where he parachutes down to the roof of a tall office building. So we're in Japan already in my plot. It's the dead of night and Lance is searching the offices for super secret information. He's quickly discovered by deadly security drones. And I just thought I'd point out as well that drones will be the main weapons used by the bad guys in the movie. But again, I think this is obvious from what you covered in your plot but Lance is able to destroy them using his quick moves and even quicker wits so he like makes fun of them and they explode no he's just ducking and weaving and is able to outsmart them even though they're machines he can make them run into a wall or shoot each other just typical quick slick action that will look good on the screen The chase leads Lance into the car park where he summons a sports car that he can control via his wristwatch it doesn't talk to him. <laughs> Why? Why would you not have the car talk to him? Because that's silly. Um, he turns. They into did a... that in Inspector Gadget. He I don't think they're going to do that. He turns into a pigeon later. Good point. Still, I'm not going to have the sports car talk. That's yeah. just a little difference that you and I have. <laughs> he then drives to the villain's lair, which is a large traditional Japanese mansion located on a snow-capped peak. It could be feudal Japanese. I don't know. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Lance infiltrates the lair by scuba diving through the plumbing, which leads into an oversized fish tank. Sounds familiar. Sounds very familiar. Where Lance <laughs> like is, it just happened in the trailer. Yes, where Lance is able to eavesdrop on the baddies. The bad guys consist of Kimura, who is the head of a Japanese crime syndicate, who has stolen a valuable piece of government technology, which happens to be the dangerous gadget-filled briefcase that we saw in the short film. So it's a little Ooh. reference. For me, it was nothing, but anyway. <laughs> it was a chip that yeah. sort of did nothing. <laughs> Kimura plans to sell the technology to a technological terrorist, Tristan McFord, who's also there. He's there? Yeah. Of course, his drones are there. Yeah, well, I think Tristan sold the drones to Kimura, so that's why when they went into the office building before they were there. So okay. these two have been working together for a long time. And Kimura, is the is he the guy behind the TV screens or is he the muscle? That- well, he's both. So he's the guy sitting behind the desk, but he's also a big tough guy. He gets up, throws his jacket off, and we see that he's a big tough guy. Really? Okay. Because it seems like there's two people in the trailer. Mm, well, there are, but one of them is Tristan and the other one is Kimura. Oh, okay. Lance uses a tiny bomb to smash through the fish tank and surfs down on a giant wave, (laughs) slipping out of his scuba gear as he goes. He's wearing a tuxedo underneath. We already covered this in Maddie's plot. Most of Kimura's henchmen are washed away by the giant wave, but Lance is able to take out the last remaining goon by using a pair of lobsters like nunchucks. Lance also takes out Kimura with a single karate chop to the neck, but before Lance can take the briefcase back from McFord, the room fills with hundreds of heavily armed ninja henchmen, which gives McFord enough time to escape via helicopter. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun classic. Lance fights all the ninjas using a large stereotypical gong as a Captain America-esque shield. He straps several small jet boosters to the gong, just like in Just Cause 3, and rides it up through the ceiling, where he's able to wingsuit to the helicopter. In one slick move, Lance glides through the open doors of the chopper, picks up the briefcase, and drops a bomb, which destroys the chopper and McFord. Or so we think. 
Lance glides to safety before returning to the USA. So Lance returns with the briefcase to the Secret Service headquarters, which is located below the Washington Monument. There he's greeted like a celebrity, with everyone he meets telling him what a great secret agent he is, (laughs) as his standard for a Will Smith movie. Lance is congratulated by his superior Lou, who is basically the M of this movie, who tells him that even though she finds his methods reckless, sound familiar, he's still their top agent. (laughs) Lou asks Lance to return the recovered briefcase tech to its inventor, Walter Beckett, who is the youngest member of the agency's tech in innovations lab. Walter looks up to Lance and he's always trying to impress him with his latest wacky invention. However, Lance is way too cool for Walter and brushes off his attempts at friendship. I also think that Walter will have this running gag where he wants to go for a drink with Lance. He's always saying, hey, you know, do you want to get together after work and just have a drink? (laughs) Have a milkshake? Well, it's sort of suggested like it's an adult drink at a bar, but of course Walter's too young, but he's just trying to be cool like Lance. (laughs) That's cool. But Lance is way too cool for Walter and yeah, he's always going to turn down his offers to go for a drink. Yeah. And and is Walter... Walter New in this in this world? There's hundreds of people who work in the tech lab. It's just a huge sprawling warehouse basically filled with people working on gadgets and he is just one of many in the crowd. So okay. Lance has never really paid Walter any attention before. It's not that he's brand new, it's just never really stood out to Lance before. Yeah. As they leave work for the day, Walter corners Lance in the elevator, once again insisting that they should get a drink together. Walter also tells Lance about a brand new method of disguise he's invented that will literally make the user disappear. disappear. Lance, as usual, brushes off Walter. He says, I'll get a drink with you when you're 21. <laughs> Doesn't this whole scene remind you of the beginning of Batman Forever? Yeah. <laughs> like with Jim Carrey? Exactly. Yeah, it is a bit like that. So time passes and we learn that Tristan McFord survived the helicopter explosion and now sports a robot hand and eye. Oh, that's quite smart. I, he just always had it in my plot. Oh, really? I figured, yeah. Okay. So McFord wants to take revenge on Lance and the spy agency since he feels like they're the only force that stands between him and world domination. <laughs> of course. McFord's new robot eye is able to identify any of the agency's operatives so no spy can get close to him now. In human form. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no human spy can get close to him now. But yeah, can you imagine like it'll zoom in on people's faces and like and give him a readout saying like, this is a spy. Terminator style. Yeah, exactly. Lance is eager to take down McFord, but Lou tells him that he's too well known to be an effective spy anymore just like in your plot but Lance remembers the new tech that Walter mentioned and visits Walter at his own house much to Walter's glee since Lance wants to get the prospect of having a drink with Walter out of the way Lance snatches a glass of liquid out of Walter's hand and downs it in a single gulp but Lance has unknowingly drank Walter's disguise formula and he of course transforms into a pigeon we also learn that Walter has three guinea pigs that he's also transformed into pigeons using the same formula. So the three Oh, that's where the pigeons, pigeons come from. Yeah, the three pigeons that we see throughout the trailer who aren't sterling are these three former guinea pigs. Do you reckon they'll just be clumsy comic relief style characters? Yeah, absolutely. And because they're guinea pigs, they won't speak. Mm. Maybe they'll squeak, but they won't speak. So basically, Walter hasn't been able to invent a formula that transforms them back. So he's been trying to. He wanted to tell Sterling this, but Sterling drank the formula. Lance, that is, drank the formula before Walter had a chance to tell him. So this formula only turns people into pigeons? Yeah, it only turns them into pigeons. Basically, Lance is now stuck in pigeon form, if that wasn't already obvious from all the material. (laughs) And this is where the movie picks up. Yes, this is where everyone jumps up and goes, oh, the plot's kicking in. Lance is horrified by this revelation, but Walter is quick to tell him that being a pigeon is the perfect cover, since pigeons are everywhere and nobody pays attention to them. Lance doesn't want anybody else to find out that he's a pigeon, so (laughs) he and Walter, and Walter's three pigeons, set out to stop McFord themselves. 
without any backup. Walter will try and come up with a formula as they travel. So he's brought his full science kit with him and he's mixing beakers, he's stirring <laughs> liquids, and he's trying to come up with a new solution, but he just can't work it out as they go. Since Lance is now missing in action, the agency presumes that he's gone rogue. They just <laughs> think that he's James Bond style, well, newer James Bond style, gone after McFord on his own. Not dead? Not dead, but yeah, gone rogue. So they send out a security team to track him down and bring him back to the agency. Oh, let me know. Let me guess who this is. The team consists of Marcy Capel and her two bumbling surveillance experts, Eyes and Ears. Mm. For the rest of the movie, this trail will be hot on the tail of Walter and Lance, but won't be aware of the fact that Lance is a pigeon. So they keep thinking that they're going to finally capture Lance, but oh, where is he? Where is he? Is he in that car? No, that can't be him. But yes, he keeps evading them. It's just Walter walking around with a pigeon. Yeah, he keeps evading him as a pigeon. Lance and Walter have to sneak into the Secret Service HQ to get the gadgets they need to be able to complete their mission, including Walter's backpack, which quite like the briefcase from the beginning of the movie and the short film, is full of gadgets. But it's also full of useless crap, which leads to several scenes of wackiness, which you could totally see. Of course. So they'll go to pull out a gun. They're not going to help themselves. Yeah, they're going to pull out a gun, but it's not a gun, it's a banana. They're going to go throw a grenade, but it's an apple. All sorts of just random stuff that a nerdy guy would keep in his backpack. Now, after they pick up this technology, they'll leave in Lance's sports car. But of course, Lance has trouble driving it now because he's a pigeon. So <laughs> Why doesn't Walter drive it? Well, Walter's not old enough to drive. Oh, of course. But he hasn't pigeon. got his license yet. So a responsible we're going to have a spot. scene where Lance as a pigeon is taking control of the steering wheel, steering it, and the other pigeons are just down on the pedals. So he's <laughs> yelling at them to hit the gas, hit the brake. But of course, they're dumb, so they don't know which one is yeah. which. So, so the car like- is just spinning out of control. So it's the Toy Story gag. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. So this will lead to the big car chase we saw in the trailer where they're trying to outrun... It's Marcy, right? Yeah, Marcy and the security trio. And through Lance's skills, even as a pigeon, they're able to evade capture. Well, he is still the greatest spy in the world in a pigeon body. Yeah, exactly. So Lance figures that Kamora is the only person who would know where Ford's base of operations is located, since they used to do business together all the time. So they track Kamora down to a hotel on a tropical island. Now, I couldn't work Gidget Garcia into my plot, and I noticed that you couldn't either. either. So I think that Gidget Garcia will be someone, like a femme fatale woman who who typically works with Tristan McFord. I didn't mention the tropical island in my plot, did I? No, you didn't. No, it was in my notes as well. I think I I meant it to be instead of the feudal area. Anyway. That's just pointless. Points lost on your behalf. Because <laughs> um, he is in this area. He is... Yeah. He's in this hotel sort of area. It, it is a hotel, isn't it? Because mm, there's yeah. a lobby and bags and everything. Yeah. And we know that Kamora's there because we see all his henchmen in the lobby, all still beaten up from the previous scene. So yeah, Gidget Garcia, I think she'll be sort of like a femme fatale who'll just have a little moment here where she's slinking around the hotel. And I think... Lance will recognize her and so he's like oh you got to distract her so I can get past her and into the elevator I mean she won't notice Lance because he's a pigeon now but he wants Walter to go up and speak to her and Walter's like I don't know how to talk to women like her this is just something I'm presuming having no idea how else to work Gidget Garcia into the plot she could just be a friend of Walter's for all we know but yeah I'm just saying she's a femme fatale who Walter has to amidly stammer at while Lance ducks and weaves and slips through the lobby unseen. I just thought because her name was really close to Gadget should be someone in the tech lab. Yeah, well, it could be either. But there's so many of those characters. Yeah, every character's basically like a tech wizard with the exception of Lance, but he still uses gadgets himself. So Lance is able to sneak into Kimura's room without being noticed, but he quickly discovers that he can no longer use his human strength and skills to fight, as we discussed in your plot. So he still has the same brain, 
So he's able to beat up Kimura. This is no word of a lie what I wrote. Oh he's God. able to beat up Kimura by flapping around his face until Kimura runs into a wall and <laughs> knocks himself out. We both had the exact same idea. I hope that's what they do in the yeah, movie. Yeah, well, hope we we're more right about this than the Joker. Uh, Getting kicked in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a discussion for a future episode. Kimura gives up the location of McFord's secret base, but they are soon interrupted by Marcy and her security team. This begins another car chase where Walter and Lance are pursued through the jungle by a fleet of security vehicles, black big Ford Rangers. The classic security vehicles. But they're able to get away when the fleet is attacked by a swarm of McFord's drones. Oh no. So obviously Kimura still has drones that he kept, some of McFord's drones of course. But yeah, after he was attacked he deployed them out and then a whole bunch of the security team's convoy are blown up, which gives Lance and Walter the perfect opportunity to slip away. McFord's secret base is located in an old castle, a crumbling old dilapidated castle on a nearby island. Ooh, okay. How sinister. Yes, exactly. It's typical of a James Bond-esque villain. So Lance and Walter decide that the stealthiest approach to get to the island would be via submarine. And so... Oh, I forgot to mention the submarine too. That was in the trailer. Of course, Walter has a little mini sub that he's able to get out of his backpack, I guess, like it's Capsule Corporation or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, like Dragon Ball Z. It starts tiny and it grows huge. So while traveling in the submarine, they have their obligatory third act fight, but are soon able to patch things up when they realize that they've become friends throughout their adventures. What what makes them fight? Just getting on each other's nerves. So yeah, they're getting on each other's nerves. Walter is all plucky and hopeful and Lance is just aggravated, doesn't like to be around Walter. He says that, Walter, you're too uncool to be my friend. And then Walter says, but Lance, you don't have any friends. And then Lance goes, wait, he's right. I spend so much time out in the field and everyone else just looks up to me. I don't actually have any close friends. So Walter is the first thing that he's ever had to a close friend in his life. And then they hug, right? Yep, they hug. Lance lays an egg. Lance lays an egg. We realize that Lance is a lady pigeon. I don't think male pigeons can lay eggs. In fact, I'm 100% sure that male pigeons can't we lay eggs. We are certainly not experts, so if there's a pigeon expert listening to this show, I'm sure they consulted well, roosters a roosters can't expert. lay eggs. A rooster's no. a bird, so... No, yeah. I, well, would, I assume would assume pigeons are the same. I would assume the same. Most male birds don't lay eggs. Yeah. In I fact, think I'd say all I'm, male I'm saying birds with no hesitation, expertise, but yeah, yeah no, I think that's right. They arrive at McFord's Island, but oh no! Right as Lance is sneaking past a patrolling swarm of drones... Walter's formula wears off. So Walter realizes this early because he's back with the pigeons who suddenly turn back into the guinea pigs and he goes, oh no, not Lance. And then of course Lance, he's sneaking past unnoticed by the drones and then poof, he turns back into human form Lance. The drones... He's naked as well because, you know, he couldn't wear his clothes. No, no, no. His suit just magically reappears (laughs) on his body. Well, he had a suit as a pigeon, I guess. Yeah. Well, he had a bow tie shape on his feathers, but yes. The drones instantly recognize Lance and he is captured. Lance is taken to McFord, who reveals his plans to take over the world by enslaving people through their technology. Now, I know we've seen this plot a million times before. I think Incredibles 2 was the last movie to do it, but this is just the sort of movie that will just do that same old tired plot of everyone's always staring at their phones, so I'll make phones that stare back or whatever he's going to <laughs> Okay, do. okay, so it's a... We're already slaves to technology. It's a message. message. Yeah, it's that message. It's a message, okay. We're slaves to technology, but... But go to the movies, kids. Go to, go to the movies, buy the game that'll come out about yeah. this. A bumbling Walter bursts into the room and attempts to rescue Lance, but he is also captured. Just when it looks like all hope is lost, the castle is attacked by Marcy and her security team. She Gandalf the wide into this into yeah, the scene. Yeah, she brought a whole bunch of other security officers with her. It's she not just, just like eyes and ears. into the room. Hey, you, get your damn hands <laughs> off them. And the reason that they're able to find them so easily is because they can track Lance a lot easier now that he's in human form. They'll use some sort of like DNA tracking software that doesn't actually exist. 
Lance is able to use a useless item from Walter's backpack to escape his shackles. I think he'll pull out a protractor or a compass or some sort of little metal device and pick the lock. And then he, Walter, Walter's pigeons and Marcy and her team are all able to work together to defeat McFord and his army of drones. We then jump forward in time where we see Lance on a new case. But this time he's joined by his brand new partner and new best friend, Walter. Oh, God. Walter now wears a tuxedo and tries to act cool, but Lance encourages him to just be himself. This is a theme in your plot. <laughs> yes. I think more movies should have this message. Yeah, that's lovely. The movie will end with a joke slash cliffhanger where Lance accidentally drinks another one of Walter's formulas. He'll think it's a drink again, which transforms him into an even crazier animal. I said a like rat. A, an elephant. <laughs> he just transforms into an elephant like a boo from Aladdin. And Lance screams out, Walter, I'm going to kill you! And <laughs> while he chases... He's like, while he's trunk, he's like making a yes. fist. Like a rattling fist Yes, he'll chase Walter around Walter will scream and yell The audience will laugh And credits will roll Applause And that was my plot of Spies in Disguise And as so the credits roll We're going to have some uh, visuals Of maybe the pigeons doing There's going to be a rap song Because apparently that's what you do now Well, Will Smith is going to write the rap song I hope so mm. Oh, that would be great That would redeem definitely, it actually Definitely will I wonder how yeah. that would go And we can also say Ears, eyes is going to be like nerdy Like Walter Yeah, but yeah. they're not going to hook up in my plot well, They're going to hook up in my plot Okay there's going to be enough. a kiss at the end. Well, they gonna... worked in the IT lab with Walter in your plot. They don't even work in the same department you in my You don't think one. there's going to be a romance there? No, not at all. I definitely disagree with you. If anything, I think Eyes and Ears would have a relationship with each other before nah. they'd have one with Walter. Ears is just the comic relief. We'll wait until the movie he's, comes out. He's the buddy. We will wait and we'll see who's closer. Who thought Spies in Disguise would tear us apart? Mm, yeah, exactly. Damn it. I saw the submarine and I saw the tropical thing and I put it in my notes, but I forgot to mention it. Oh, yeah. well. Oh, well. Oh, well. Diligent. Oh, well. So, this, is, this is what happens when you don't come prepared. Uh, and you were so confident. I'm, I still am confident. Okay. I think I'm more right than you. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I disagree, but uh, like <laughs> I said, we'll see. So if you think both Maddie D and I are wrong, or if you agree with us, you can let us know in several ways. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can leave a comment on this episode's page, just underneath the little podcast player there. Yep. Uh, this is on the Podbean site, by the way. Or you can find us on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page under Potential Spoilers Podcast. Just look for the little caution symbol logo. Yeah, who do you think is more right? Who do you think Hmm. is closer to the mark? Let us know. Let us know. Yes, please do. And anything we got glaringly wrong, anything in the trailer that we missed, send us a message. Anything Matty D missed, (laughs) feel free to point out. Feel free to point it out. I can take the criticism, man. As we mentioned earlier, this is the final movie coming out in 2019 that we're going to cover. So I guess this is basically leading to the end of this season Mm. of our show. So season one, essentially, of potential spoilers is almost coming to a close. I suppose we'll say that for next episode. We're getting a year older. Yes. So the next time we cover a movie will be one from early 2020, it'll which be is very exciting. It'll be from a new decade. Yeah, it'll be a whole different landscape. People's ideas will be different. Fashion will be different. Who knows what we'll be predicting? Yes, who knows indeed. Well, I, mean, I know. We do, because yeah. we have a we've schedule. Already, we've already made the schedule for next year's <laughs> movies, but yes. You'll be hearing all about them in the next few weeks. We'll be a little bit wiser. But what are we talking about next week, Matty D? Do you know? I have no idea. We're not covering a movie. We're not doing a plot prediction. We're going to wrap up the season. Mm. We're going to have a sort of loose... I thought you meant what movie are we doing no we're not doing a movie next week we're gonna I know do what we're doing next episode not a special episode not a well it is a special episode res- of sorts yeah it is so we're gonna be loosening our collar we're just gonna have an easy breezy wrap up to this 
season. It'll be the first in a series of episodes we like to call Movie Talk, mm. where we can just unshackled, speak our mind. We just turn into a normal rambling podcast. Yes. <laughs> like For the old days. At least one week, yes. <laughs> so tune in next week to find out what we're going to be talking about in that. And thanks for listening this week. Yeah, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Identity scan initiated. Hello, Agent Sterling. Let the beat drop. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel-Air. 